Matthew chapter number 8, and we'll begin reading in just a moment in verse number 23. Matthew chapter number 8 and verse number 23. Jesus is going to ask a question in just a minute to His disciples. Let me ask you a question. Does Jesus ask questions because He doesn't know the answer to that question? The answer to that question is no. He doesn't ask questions because He doesn't know the answer because He is God in the flesh and He knows everything. He asks questions because He wants to teach us. And as you study your Bible, if you'll pay attention to the questions of the Lord Jesus Christ, He will teach you some very wonderful truths. As we read tonight this passage of Scripture, I hope you'll find the question. And we're going to see that tonight and look at this great passage of Scripture beginning in Matthew chapter number 8, verse number 23. The Bible says, And when He was entered into a ship, His disciples followed Him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But He was asleep. And His disciples came to Him and awoke Him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And He saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then He arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Look what the Bible says in verse number 26. Did you find the question? Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Now when I look at this scene, I must confess that if I were in a raging sea in a ship that looked a lot like a john boat to us country folk, and the storm is raging and the boat is full of water, I'm going to be a little bit scared. But quite frankly, Jesus wakes up in the ship and He asks this question, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Now the Christian life is an interesting thing and it's a great privilege to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here tonight and you know Jesus by faith is your Savior, you have the promise of His presence and His guidance, His faithful, enduring love. And we don't have to wait and be concerned about a moment of our life because Jesus has promised to never leave us nor forsake us. And the Bible says that we can trust and rest in Him. I'm afraid that sometimes we have a misconception of what real faith is. You know, some people have this idea of faith. Uh, if I were to jump headfirst off of this platform, real faith would save me from breaking my neck. Well, my favorite Greek word describes that, hogwash. That's not true. It's just not true. Some folks would uh, describe faith as endeavoring to do something that just seems ridiculous. Now, God may lead you to do something that is outside the understanding of men, and that's good and fine. But that's not the ultimate definition and manifestation of faith. I'll tell you how real, true faith shows up in the lives of Christians on an everyday basis. Real faith in Jesus allows us the opportunity to rest in our spirits, knowing that God is on the throne and God is working on our behalf and we need not fear. 
Does God ask us to do things that are humanly impossible? Yes. Talk to Lazarus about it. Jesus stood outside of Lazarus' tomb. He'd been dead for four days. And Jesus asked Lazarus to do something that was humanly impossible. He said, hey, Lazarus, come forth. Jesus stood over a man and never walked a day in his life. He looked at that man and he said, hey, take up your bed and walk. Jesus does ask us to do things that are humanly impossible. And I'll be quite frank with you, when I read Isaiah 41.10, I'm reminded of something that God has told me and commanded me to do that is humanly impossible, but is very possible when Jesus is in the center of my life. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And Jesus looks at his disciples. This is the boat tonight, in case you're wondering. It starts about right here. It's kind of got a flat end. No, no outboard motors at this time. But it's kind of got a flat back. and It's a boat big enough for ten men. It comes to a point, and Jesus is somewhere in this boat asleep. When you see ships in the Bible, don't be thinking about some uh, destroyer ship in the, in the harbor. Uh, they're small. They're fishing vessels. They were, they were things that they had made by hand without power tools. But we're in the ship. It's full of water. The wind and the sea is raging. And Jesus stands up, knee deep in water. And he looks at the disciples and he says, why are ye fearful? O ye of little faith. As carnal goat as I am sometimes, I'd say, well, look. <laughs> but you know what God wants to teach us? And I may look at your situation. I don't know your situation. I know some of your situations. I know some of them are difficult. I don't know your situation, but you may look at your situation. I may say, hey, what are you so stressed out about? What are you so worried about? And you're like me, you say, well, just look here. i got plenty of reasons to be upset. And I want to remind you of something that God said in His Word tonight. He looked at His disciples, and everything looked very bad. He looks at His disciples, and He says, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Folks, I want you to know something. As we learn to rest in the Lord Jesus Christ and His compassionate, loving, faithful, perfect care over the circumstances of our life, we can have peace in the midst of our storm-tossed life because we have a refuge and an anchor in the Lord Jesus Christ. Did Jesus stand knee-deep in a boat that should be sinking? and say something that was just ridiculous? No. He said something that was absolutely possible because He was going to enable those disciples to face the storms of life and sinking ships and the burdens that seemed like they would crush you to the core. He's promised you don't have to be afraid. You can trust in Him. Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Great faith is always evidenced by peace in our hearts. Great faith is evidenced by rest in our spirits 
and God has promised that He will meet our needs, you can trust in Him. I want you to change your perspective about something. How many of you realize that when the Bible said, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble, comes to pass on a regular basis? How many of you have recognized that? <laughs> well, some preacher, he was just trying to encourage everybody one time. He said, I want you to tell you something, folks. You're either coming out of a trouble or going into one. And they're difficult. Life is difficult. How many of you have burdens to bear? Me too. But I want to encourage you to do something. God has designed the Christian life where you do not have to go from burden to burden to burden to burden. As a child of God, you have this glorious opportunity and privilege to not move from burden to burden. The burdens don't go away. Have you ever noticed you can't have honey without bees? Roses without thorns? Life isn't always easy. But as a child of God, I have this glorious privilege and glorious opportunity not to move from battle to battle, but to face the troubles of life moving from victory to victory to victory to victory. You see, go into the storm knowing that you serve a faithful, loving God who has called Himself your Father. And He will withhold no good thing from His children. And in our Christian, I have the opportunity to go from victory to victory. So we should change our perspective. Faithlessness says trouble, trouble, trouble. Faith in Christ says victory, victory, victory. I may not know how it's going to happen or what God is going to do, but I have the promise that God is going to give me victory. It may be victory in the, the grace that He gives to endure the trouble, but we have the promise to have victory in our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. He looks at His disciples and He says, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? I see something in these disciples that reminds me of me. What the Bible says in verse 25, His disciples came to Him, and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are you fearful, you of little faith? I was riding an airplane, Ruth and I. We'd been to Peru, South America on a missions trip. I had a group of teenagers with me from the church in North Carolina. and we were, We'd been there and we we're on our way back. Uh, I'm not really afraid to fly, but I really don't want to crash, if you know what I mean. And uh, we, we, we had flown over there. And we were flying back, and on your way back from Mississippi, you're tired. You can't wait to get on uh, American soil. Praise God for our country. I'm so thankful. And you can't wait to get back in the country. And I remember we were flying, and we're coming off, out of the Gulf into uh, close proximity to Atlanta Airport, and we got into some turbulence. They'd given us a warning over the, uh, over the air, and... They said, now, I was going, we're looking at some rough air coming up, and uh, we're going to have you put on your seat belts, and that's fine. I've been in rough air before. And you know, if you're in a church group and you're on a missions trip, you get the cheapest seats on the airplane, and they're in the very, very back. They're in the tail. And you get the further you go back in the tail, the harder the turbulence feels. And so we're, in this, we're, we're flying, and then we start hitting some bumps. And I'm hearing just up above, up ahead of Ruth and I, this girl, she's beginning to make some noise. It's like, and her mom's, 
And finally, she couldn't stand it any longer. We'd hit a bump, and she screamed at the top of her lungs. She said, I don't want to die! I'll just tell you something. If you were scared at all to fly, the moment that she let out her blood-curdling scream, I just don't want to do it for you. I probably could scream a little better. I don't want to do it for you because I don't want to hurt your ears. But I'll just say, if you had any reservation at all about flying at that moment, when that girl screamed out, you would have cold chills ran up and down my spine. I'll just tell you, it's true. She screamed, I don't want to die. And then she screamed again, we're all going to die. And her mom, shh. She'd get quiet for 10 or 15 seconds, and then here she went again, we're all going to die. I mean, this went on and on and on and on. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was alarming. When I see these disciples, let me back up. Honestly, the girl had nothing to fear. She had nothing to fear. As you can tell, we landed safely. I live to tell the story. She really had nothing to fear. Uh, but she let her emotion, she let her faithlessness and her fear get the best of her. And uh, boy, doesn't that remind us, remind me of me? And I'd say it reminds you of you. And Jesus looks at his disciples and says, Why are you fearful, oh, you of little faith? The lines to a famous hymn keep coming to my mind. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Folks, I want you to know we have a great friend in Jesus. And he looks at his disciples in this text and says, Why are you fearful? And he says, Here's why you're fearful. Little faith, <laughs> little faith, little faith. And tonight I want to learn from this question and learn from this passage and ask God to help us. The first thing I want to bring to your attention tonight is this. Have faith in the presence of God. Have faith in the presence of God. One of the greatest promises in all the Bible is God is with us. Oh, why does God say you can be fearless in Isaiah 4? Fear thou not for I am with you. Now, God's with us. Now, have faith in the presence of God. Now, these disciples, they're in the boat, but who else is in the boat at the same time? Jesus. Have faith in the promise, I mean the presence of God. Now, here's some things I want to see. The Bible says in verse number 18 of this passage of Scripture, Now, when Jesus saw great multitudes about Him, He gave commandment to depart unto the other side. The disciples were acting in the will of God. Then look at verse number 23. And when he was entered into the ship, his disciples followed him. Who led the disciples into the storm? Jesus did. Now folks, I am confident that Jesus does not inflict wounds on you because, uh, and lead you to sin. But I am confident that God will allow storms in your life to help you to draw closer to Him and to see that you can trust Him. I believe there's a series of little storms that happen and occur in our lives that make us strong and help us understand that we can rest in the Lord. I played football. I know you find it hard to believe. I kind of look like a figure skater, I know, but I played football. And I had to... And, my football coach, he loved me, and he loved, our, he loved the boys on my team. But you know what he'd do? He'd line us up at the end of every practice, and he would run us almost to death. 
His favorite thing to say, people would be, uh, people would be getting sick and wanting thinking they were going to pass out, and he'd say, keep running, boys, you pass out before you die. <laughs> Sweet, wasn't it? You can't do that to these uh, uh, buttercups that play football today. <laughs> uh, he just, he just, you pass out before you, now did he inflict that pain on us because he hated us? No, he wanted to make us better. He wanted to strengthen us. And I'll just tell you, there are troubles and trials that come along our way that God uses to prepare us to be greater use for Him and His glory. Have faith in the presence of God. God led them into the storm. Do you think that you're facing something that God's unaware of? If you think that, you're wrong. And if you think that trouble in your life is a result of God being unkind to you, you're wrong. The Bible says all things work together for good. And I can't always wrap my brain around that, but I know that I can trust God and His Word. And we should rest and trust and have faith in the presence of God. God led them in the storm. Here's something else that encourages me. Who was with them in the storm? Jesus was in the boat. I can see Jesus laying there. and The Bible says He was asleep. He was sleeping. How you can sleep in a boat full of water? In a storm, I don't know, but Jesus did it, and I believe it wholeheartedly. He was asleep. But when I see Jesus asleep in the boat, I'm not going to lay down, but uh, I see Him asleep in the boat. Maybe He was sitting up. The Bible doesn't say it for sure. But when I see Him, I want you to be able to see me too. When I see Him in that boat asleep, every time that the lightning strikes and it lights up the faces of the disciples, guess whose face it lit up also? Jesus' face. When the mist of the sea came onto the boat, who all felt it? The disciples and who else? Jesus. When the, boat, when the boat rocked in the tempestuous sea, who rocked with it? I can see him rocking. He was asleep, but he was rocking with it. Now, the Bible, when I see that and I think about that, it reminds me of that glorious passage of Scripture that the Bible talks of Jesus and says that he is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And he cares what, about what matters to you and the things that hurt you hurt him. He has compassion on us. Isn't it wonderful? Now folks, when you're dealing with the troubles of life and you're wringing your hands and you're fearful and beginning to get angry or even bitter, I want to be, remind you of something. Be reminded of the presence of God. God is with you. He's with you. Oh my. Don't be afraid. Don't be faithless. Have faith in the presence of God. Number two, have faith in the power of God. Have faith in the power of God. The Bible says in verse number 24, And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Now, have faith in the power of God. Now, the storm was real. Now, this is not something they dreamed up. It was real. It was a great tempest. But I want you to see what the Bible says here in verse number 24. The Bible says that the ship was covered. I've drawn your attention to that a couple times. The ship was covered. The last time I was in a boat that was covered in water, I was on the bottom of the middle fork of the Holston River dragging my uncle's canoe out of deeper water than I could stand in. I have a mental image of it right now. We'd gone and we'd been, me and my buddy, we're both preachers now, by the way, and uh, we had done something really silly, 
with one of our high school teachers, just so you know. And he, we'd gone and taken canoes down the middle fork of the Holston River there in Chilhowie, and we'd got, and the water's a little too high. There's a sewer pipe that runs across the top of the, the river. It's up out of the water most of the time. But when we got to it, the water's pretty deep there anyway. When we got to that sewer pipe, the, wa- the level of the water was too narrow for a canoe and somebody on it to pass through. And I just locked up. I had me and a buddy were in, in my uncle's canoe. And we got there and the, the current was moving pretty good. And we hit it with the nose of our canoe and then the canoe turned around sideways and then it took one big drink of water and it was on the bottom. And I thought, I can't lose my uncle's canoe. And so I went in after it. And I, I remember, I still have a mental image, I got a hold of the canoe and I got a hold of the canoe, and the water's over my head, and I'm dragging it out of the water. And I come up like the Loch Ness monster out of the out of the water there with my uncle's canoe in my hand. What happens when you fill a boat up with water? It sinks, right? What happened to the boat that Jesus is asleep on, and the disciples are in, and it's full of water? Is it sinking? No. I want to remind you of something that just thrills my soul. Jesus Christ has the ability to hold up sinking ships. And your circumstance and your life may seem impossible and full of water and about to sink to the bottom. You think, it's going to sink. It's sinking already. There's no way it's not possible that I can stay afloat. I'll have you know something. We serve a God who can float sinking ships and He can take what you are dealing with in the storm of your life that you think is impossible, that the world thinks is impossible, and He can turn it right on its head and He can make it to swim. There's another place in the scripture that God calls the axe head to swim right out of, the, out of the water. And I'll tell you something, the burden that you bear and the trouble that you face and the heartache and the grief and the storm of your life that you're in right now, it is not too big or too bad or too far gone for God to keep it afloat. Isn't it wonderful? Hey, we should have confidence in the power of God. It blows my mind that we'd put such confidence. And I ask people often, are you certain that if you were to die today, you'd spend eternity in heaven? Yeah, absolutely. And I've sat, sat with so many people as they breathe their last breath in great peace knowing that God's going to take them to heaven when they die. And it's true, He's going to. If you're saved by grace, you have the promise of everlasting life. But then I talk to people who are worried about a bill being paid. Are worried about what's this going to happen? What's going to happen? It, it's it's amazing. I heard the story about a college student, Bible college student, a young man that was trying to raise money to go to the mission field. He was so discouraged. He had a roommate, and this this young missionary kid was was discouraged because he was wasn't able to. He wasn't raising the money as he thought he should. And he's laying in his cot. He's he's uh, he's wringing his hands. He's worried. He's depressed. His college roommate walks in the room and he says, Hey, I want to ask you a question. Yeah, what is it? He says, If you were to die today, do you know for certain you'd go to heaven? The missionary almost offended. He's like, Well, yes. He says, So you're telling me you're trusting Jesus to take you to heaven, but you ain't going to trust Jesus to take you to France. Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) How many of you hate when somebody just puts it like that and you realize, Man, I'm wrong. And that's what Jesus says. He stood in this boat that he is miraculously keeping afloat. And he looks at his disciples and he says, Why are you fearful? Oh, you have a little faith. Have faith in the promise and the power and presence of God. Have faith in the power of God. 
The ship was covered. Here's something else I want you to see. What the Bible says in verse number 24. I've underlined it multiple times in my Bible because I like it. The Bible says the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. He was asleep. Now, some people, if you're being real negative, you look at Jesus and you're, he's asleep, and you're like, he's asleep. But the way I should, and the disciples should look at that is, here is the master. Here's the savior. And we're in the storm, and it seems real bad, but he's, he's asleep. I wonder, the things that scare me so badly sometimes, how does God respond? Do you think God is up in heaven and Oh, what are we going to do? No. I'll just tell you, my deepest and biggest problem, it's not that he doesn't care, it's just that he knows perfectly. He's not worried about my biggest problem. Is he taking care of it? Is he loving me through it? Yes. Is he fretting? No. You know what I do on airplanes? If I begin to get a little bit scared on an airplane, you know what I do? I can't look at the captain. Because, you know, terrorists might want to get in there and they lock him up tight. But I do know there's somebody on that plane that flies very often. It's the stewardess. I, you may have done this. There's been many times I've been in turbulence and I thought, man, I wonder if this is okay. They got their seatbelts on. And you know what I do? I do. I zero in on the stewardess. I'm watching her. I'm watching her for the least little grimace. And as long as she's cool, I am too. Now, I figured the day that that girl was screaming at the top of her lungs, we're all going to die, I was watching that stewardess. I mean, I was intent on her. And I thought, the first time she makes a, sound, makes a noise, I'm going to scream with this girl. But I watched her. You know what? She never, that stewardess never had a fear. And quite frankly, you may be in a ship that's sinking and the waves are rocking and you don't know what in the world's going to happen, but I can guarantee you something. Jesus is not upset. Jesus is not, this situation is not beyond His control. Jesus is not wringing His hands. As a matter of fact, in just a moment, He'll wake up and He'll say, Hey, look, I know the storm's going on, but you don't have to be afraid. Don't be faithless. Have faith in the presence of God. Have faith in the power of God. Look at this next thing as we consider the power of God. Verse number 26. He saith unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. What did Jesus do? He stood up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and the sea was calm. Now there's something here that just thrills my soul. What does he do? The first thing he does, he stands up and he rebukes the winds. What causes big waves? Wind. And you get the wind whipping and whirling, and it makes big waves. The reason we have big waves is because of big wind. So the cause of the tempestuous sea was the wind. The effect of the wind was the sea. So what did Jesus do? He rebuked the cause. He said, wind, you've caused this mess. And then he looks at the sea and he says, sea, stop. You know what happens? Sometimes we think, and this is just our faithlessness. We think even if this problem is resolved, even if the cause of all this grief is resolved, even if they die, even if 
they get put in jail, even if you fill in your blank, even if this is even if this cause of all my grief, it was to end today. How in the world are the waves going to ever stop? You know what God does? God in His power has the ability not only to rebuke the cause of your storm, but to rebuke the effect. And I want you to know something. He completely takes care of His children. Look, folks, have faith in the power. You say, I don't know how I'm ever going to get over this. And once this situation comes to a conclusion, how am I ever going to get over the after effects? I'm going to tell you how you're going to get over the after effects because God in heaven loves you and He has the power to rebuke the cause and the effect and He is perfect. And He stands up and looks at His disciples and says, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Why are you fearful? Have faith in the power of God. And thirdly, have faith in the purpose of God. Have faith in the purpose of God. I want you to know something. We don't always know the purpose of God, but you can be certain that God is working on your behalf. He doesn't allow storms for no good reason. He doesn't get joy in storms. But He does get joy in fulfilling the purpose of our lives. I was raised in a broken home. My mom's been married three times. My dad's been married three times. You'll have a treat this week, Lord willing. One night my mother's coming. My mother's been married to my stepdad for uh, more than 20 years. And because of my stepdad coming into our life, uh, we got in a Baptist church. My family served the Lord. And uh, I'm so thankful. My mom's the most godly woman I know. But I grew up in a rough situation to begin with. For a long time, as a matter of fact, you thought, That's, that boat's sinking. But God rescued me and my sister, my mother. It's wonderful. Lord willing, this week she'll come and, and uh, sing with us one night. She sings beautifully. But uh, purpose. I wouldn't have picked, and you wouldn't have picked for me some of the things I experienced as a child. But I'll tell you something, God in perfect love and compassion picked those for me and I use what God has brought me through every day to be a blessing and pastor and help and encourage people who are going through difficulties and to bring people to faith in Christ. I'm thankful. You know, your storms are not without purpose. Have faith in the purpose of God. The first thing that this storm did was give the disciples confidence in the Word of God. Look at the Bible says in verse number 18. When Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart on the other side. He looked at his disciples. He got distracted for just a minute in the next few verses with some people and helping some folks. But he looked at his disciples. He said, hey, look, guys, we're going to go to the other side. Now, if God says we're going to go to the other side, is there a storm big enough to stop God's perfect, perfect plan? And God's, no. Honestly, it's hard for us to imagine because we're fleshly human. But those guys in the, in the boat that night, they could have been standing on the edge saying, watch this, guys, woohoo! we're going to the other side. God said we could. We're going to crawl. We're going on. This is fun. Hallelujah. God said we're going to the other side. Have faith in the purpose of God. God wants you to know you can trust His Word. How many of you have ever, ever seen God's Word come true in your life? Me too. And guess what? If it came through true in the past, it'll come through again. It'll happen. 
Have confidence in His Word. Have faith in the purpose of God. His Word. Look at this. Have faith in the purpose of God. The Bible says in verse number 26, He saith unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Who does He rebuke first? Does He rebuke the wind and the waves? Or does He rebuke the disciples? <laughs> the boat's still rocking and full of water. And He says, Hey, guys, why are you so fearful? Oh, you have little faith. He rebuked the disciples, and then he rebuked the storm. I want you to understand something. God has a purpose. God wants to calm you in the storm before he actually calms the storm. Now, if you can't enjoy your life when there's some trouble around, guess what? You're not going to enjoy your life. If you can't enjoy your life when things aren't perfect, you're not going to enjoy your life. Have you ever heard somebody say, I just want things to be normal? And my question is, are you broke? Is your health poor? Do you have aches and pains? Did you have to get up earlier today than you wanted to? Are you miserable sometimes? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Welcome to normal. Ha <laughs> ha. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look. Normal is trouble. But you know what Jesus has made possible for us? Jesus has made it possible. As His disciples, we can be restful and peaceful and have joy in the midst of the storm. And I can't help but think that God is calling and saying to you, His child, and me, His child tonight, Hey, why are you fearful? Sure, it's a storm. But what did we do last time? We made it through it, right? Sure, it's a storm. But I got a purpose and a plan. Sure, it's a storm. But the future's bright. Sure, it's a storm. But rest in me. I'm with you. Have faith in the purpose of God. Here's another thing that I love. Verse 27. But the men... There was a great calm, the end of verse 26. But the men marveled, but the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? What happened when the storm calmed? The people and the, the disciples in the ship, you know what they would have, if you'd have said to those disciples, if you could choose over again, would you skip that boat ride? Not, not a chance. When we got finished with that boat ride, all we could think about was how awesome Jesus is. Do you know what storms do? Storms help you realize how wonderful your Savior is. They marveled at Him. They marveled. And I'll just tell you something. I've been through storm after storm after storm, and I'm expecting more, and I'm going at them victory to victory, trusting that Jesus is going to be faithful, knowing that He's going to be faithful, He's going to keep His word. And I marvel at the faithfulness of God. It's marvelous. It's marvelous. Do you know what storms do? When we have faith in the purpose of God, they help us to see how wonderful Jesus is. What a wonderful Savior. Oh, sometimes I read this passage of Scripture and I feel this big because Jesus is looking at Cody in this passage of Scripture. He's saying, why are you fearful? 
Oh, ye of little faith. And I think, Lord, you're right and I'm wrong. I have nothing to fear because you're awesome. You're awesome. And I'm going to trust in you. I heard the story and I love it. A very loving husband and faithful ship's captain had brought his wife along on a journey across the sea. It happened to be a night when the sea was quite rough and the boat was rocking back and forth and the captain's wife got a little scared. Being the captain's wife, she had every reason and right and privilege to be on the bridge where everything was being manned and the captain was at the helm. She went to her husband and clearly she was rattled and scared. And she, she looked at him and she said, he wasn't nervous at all. And she's like, how in the world are you able to stand in such a storm and have no fear? You're not scared. How is it? Explain that to me. She was nervous. Her husband reached and the captain had a sword there somewhere hanging on the wall in the ship and he grabbed the sword. It was razor sharp. He took the sword and he sat it on his wife's shoulder with the blade facing her neck. She looks at him with the most strangest look and says, what are you doing? He looks back at his wife and says, well, are you not scared? She said, no. She, he said, well, I mean, I could take your life with one move of my hand and you're not scared? She said, no, I'm not scared. You're my husband. And you've got the sword. I don't have anything to be afraid of. He put his sword back up. And he said, and my God has this storm in his hand. And I have nothing to fear. My God has this storm in his hand. I have nothing to fear. Folks, I want you to know something. What it is you're dealing with tonight, it's not bigger than God. He looks at us he says, why are you fearful? Oh, you have little faith. And He wants us to have faith in His presence. God's with you. He's with you. He wants to have faith in His power. Oh, this is not outside of His control. Rest in Him. And He wants you to have faith in His purpose. See what God's doing. And if you're struggling, you're battling, you're burdening, be encouraged because God has something great for you to do. He has some great purpose for your life. Rest in Him. Exhibit great faith. What's great faith look like? It looks like I'm trusting in You, Lord. I'm rolling my burdens over on You, Lord. I'm resting. Resting. He's got the storm in His hand. I have nothing to fear. You know what Jesus is asking you tonight? Same thing He's been asking me all day. Why are you fearful? Oh, you have little faith.